It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. What's good, Wizards fans? Your host, The Real Ed Oliver, my guy, Brandon Scott. And today we got Chase Hughes on. We're going to do a quick season preview. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Today, we have a special guest from NBC Sports Washington, Chase Hughes. How are you feeling today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm uh, just uh, wondering if all the Halloween candy I ate before this is going to make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, we were just talking about the commanders before you got on. Just a quick prediction. Carson Wentz is going to be off for the next four weeks. What do you think Taylor Heineke's record is going to be at over the next four weeks? Four weeks. I'll go with one and three. Um, I, I think he'll he'll get one game. I don't know if, against, if, if it's against Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, but he'll get one. Right. I'm hoping we get some of the legend of Taylor Heineke. But we'll get into Wiz Talk. They play tomorrow night at Indiana. Uh, I'm super excited for the season to start. But Rui Hachimura, he did not get an extension. Uh, yesterday, the deadline was 6 p.m. Other guys, his former college teammate, Brandon Clark, got one. Uh, Tyler Hero earlier got one. Jordan Poole got one. Uh, DeAndre Hunter got one. There was a couple of other guys that got extensions yesterday. Um, why do you think he didn't get an extension? And do you think the Wizards made the right move by not giving him an extension? Did you hear anything about Tommy Shepard offering Rui an extension? Uh, wh- what did you hear and what were your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I wasn't surprised that they didn't get a deal done. I, I could see uh, reasoning for both sides to just wait and see. Uh, Rui Hachimura just take his side first like he played only 40 games last year and he improved pretty significantly his three-point shot if he has another leap this year then he can make a lot more money than he's worth right now so I could see uh, why he would want to bet on himself and from the Wizards perspective um, they probably can't afford to give too big of an extension to a Rui Hachimura right now because um they probably want to wait and see who they want to keep after this season because Kyle Kuzma can opt out of his deal. Um, Will Barton's in a contract year. Not that I think, you know, they would give him an extension necessarily, but Kristaps Porzingis can opt out. So if you gave a, a if you gave a lot of money to Rui Hachimura right now, it, it could um, sort of handcuff you in the future with other moves. So um, I think from the Wizards perspective, they also probably want to see 
what can this guy do in a contract year? Um, you know, we've seen some players really thrive in that under those circumstances. Like look at Otto Porter. Uh, you know, maybe he wasn't uh, the greatest third overall pick, but he was pretty darn good in his walk year in 2016, 17. And obviously they paid him a little too much money and it, it didn't work out, but they got the best version of him. So maybe the same thing will happen this time. So for all those reasons, I don't think the negotiation negotiations ever got uh, very serious because there was incentive uh, from both sides to wait. Yeah, it, it definitely does bring up some PTSD from the auto Porter uh, contract. You know, we don't want to have that happen again because if, if Rui, he looked really good in the, in the preseason games and he's, he's, we heard that he had a great training camp. Bradley Bill also said he's been super impressed uh, with Rui in his all season. We heard that he had a great mini camp in L.A. and the, the team uh, mini camp. And, and Rui, his first two years were solid as well. You know, I thought he was a big piece in that playoff win they had against the Sixers two years ago. Um, so I could see him having a breakout contract year and uh, it could become a bidding war and maybe they have to match the offer or they just have to let him walk if, if the money is too much. So it could be a tough situation, um, but I would love to see Rui uh, play well and get another contract. Like you said, Kuzma is a factor as well. So, um, Brandon, did you have a question? Yes, sir. So as you know, Monte Morris and Will Barton was brought over from Denver to fill a couple of needs, one starting point guard and two improved three-point shooting. So with Monte Morris, do you see him as a long-term option at the point guard position, or do you see maybe if another move is done, him sliding to a backup role? Well, right now they don't really have uh, a long-term option at point guard in terms of like a guy they've drafted recently. So uh, in the meantime, it looks like it's his job for the foreseeable future um, he's got you know a few years left on his contract, and he's still pretty young. Um, I think they see a guy who's got some upside that they want to kind of see where this goes. Um, yeah, he started out with really humble beginnings. He was a second round pick, uh, played in the G League, worked his way up to from the third point guard to the second point guard to a starter, and then he proved he could start. And you know, maybe there's a few more levels that he can reach. Maybe it could go all the way uh, like you know Fred Van Vliet. His 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 career has transpired. So um, I can't project too far in the future because if you asked me a year ago, I probably would have said that Spencer Dinwiddie would have been their long-term option at point guard. Um, obviously, it's been a bit of a revolving door ever since John Wall got injured. Um, but for now, I think they really like his fit in the short term. And if he were to play really well this year and look even better than he did last year, then I could easily see them uh, think about it, you know, thinking about extending him long-term just because they love the fit so much, and obviously he's got the the experience with Wes Unsell Jr., but I think that the point guard position remains kind of a year-to-year thing for them. Yeah, I agree. But I think I'm very optimistic about Monte Morris, and I'm going to tell you why. Last season, we were missing an up-tempo offense. And Spencer Dinwiddie kind of slowed the offensive down. If you look at the history of Bradley Bill and his numbers, you know, when he has a point guard who's a distributing point guard who's a – you know, pushes the pace, who drives the lane. And he's been very successful because he's been able to be Bradley Bill to score and not so much Bradley Bill the playmaker. You know, if you look at the John Wall years, you know, he made a lot of – I mean, he was a spot-up shooter. You know, he he did well. And then the one year with Russell Westbrook, you know, you got a career high in points. So I think that Monte's going to come in. He's going to push the pace. He's going to distribute. You know, if you look at the preseason, he didn't shoot very well. But the assist numbers, other than the Knicks game, the assist numbers were – good so he you know his first 
choice is distributing the ball, and I like that. And I would like to see the shot hit better, but I, you know, I like what I see from Monte so far from the preseason. I think if they push the pace, like I said, they push the pace on offense. I think this team can be a very, very good team. Yeah, man, I think you make good points there. Um, Bradley Beal, I think that that was part of what contributed to a down year last year is it just wasn't a good fit between him and Spencer Dinwiddie. I think uh, part of it was, as you mentioned, sort of the past first traditional point guard approach, which we've seen uh, Bradley Beal really thrive uh, when he's got uh, a point guard who compliments him well, whether it be John Wall or Russell Westbrook. I know those guys attack the rim and like to score, but they were obviously really good passers and they're really good at setting him up in rhythm um, for shots that, that were high percentage shots. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, in addition to not really being a pass first point guard, was a pretty low percentage shooter and him with Bradley Beal's percentages dropping, they combined to be one of the least efficient backcourts in the NBA. So Monte Morris passed first and he can also make threes. He shot upwards of 40% from three last year, not great volume, you know, four attempts a game. That's pretty solid, but enough to stretch the floor, make you respect his shot and maybe give Bradley Beal a little bit more space. So Maybe that can help Bradley Beal be a little bit more efficient. I think there was a lot of things that contributed to Bradley Beal having a down year last year. Obviously, injuries were part of it. Um, some off-court stuff with like his, his grandma passing away and him going into COVID protocols twice, including once right in the middle of his best stretch of the season. But I would also point to that as a factor, that it just wasn't the, the ideal fit in terms of the point guard who was passing on the ball. I really think this is going to be a good backcourt. I'm very optimistic. Like I said, he's he's going to distribute first. He's going to push the pace. But I will say this. DeLon Wright, watch out. Because I, I think we saw enough from DeLon Wright as far as defensive-wise, shooting-wise, that, you know, if you if we're going against a lot of these bigger point guards like SGA from Oklahoma City, you very well could see DeLon Wright because he's got a bigger wingspan. But before I get into it, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to my man to eat. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you, you could get me going on DeLon Wright, too, man. I, I love what I saw from him in the preseason. I mean, he was a pest on the defensive side of the ball. He was very disruptive, and that's that's something that we just lacked uh, from the point guard position. But I did want to get more into DeLon Wright and also the starting five. And if if you know anything about that, Chase, if you heard anything from Wes. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price picks is super, super easy to use. You could even use it on some of the NBA games tonight. Um, this is how it works. You pick two to five players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick, prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's just simple over-unders. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, even cricket and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV 
are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game to game for Locked On NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Casts. All right, so uh, West Enzo Jr., I mean, he has said that he's trying to keep this tight to the vest. You know, what do you think through Wes's eyes and your own eyes? Um, who do you think is going to be starting tomorrow night against the Pacers? And then if, if it was up to you, if, if, if it was Coach Chase, who would you have in your Wizards starting five against the Pacers tomorrow night? Yeah, he has uh, definitely not been divulging details on that. I've asked him straight up and, you know, he just he said that we'll find out on Wednesday, essentially. Um so I think it, it's going to come down to Will Barton and Denny Avdia. I I think it'll be Will Barton. That's who I thought was the favorite going into training camp, and that was before we heard that Denny Avdia's groin injury would uh, be serious enough to keep him out of the entire preseason. Um, a lot of different reasons why I think Will Barton makes sense there. Um, he was a full-time starter for years in Denver. He's a really good team. Uh, he's got the experience with Wes Sunsell Jr., and he's also – um, a player who kind of fits the mold of Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who last year, among all the change in the Wizards rotation, the one thing that Wes Hensel Jr. never wavered on is he never pulled KCP out of the starting lineup. So um, it, it's 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 similar, and it, it it just it just seems like it would be a familiar thing for Wes Hensel Jr. to to do. Um, now, Denny Avdi, I think, would bring a lot of pluses to that position because I think he would balance out the starting lineup a little bit better. Um, he would give them size next to Bradley Beal and Monte Morris, who are a little bit undersized as a backcourt. And also he would bring defense. And I think the starting lineup could use a little bit more defense when you're talking about Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Kristaps Porzingis being the, the three main guys. They're more offensive driven, even though Kuzma and Porzingis in particular can offer uh, some some of an impact on the, on the defensive end. So um, I, I think it's going to be Barton, but – if I were making the choice, I, I think I might lean towards Avdia just because I'd want to balance out the lineup a little b- bit more. And I also think that Barton could be really good as a bench scorer. I mean, he, he's a guy who's going to give you 15 points automatic every night. You put him on the bench, he might be one of the best six men in the game. Uh, no Rui? No Rui? <laughs> yeah, see, I think, I think Rui would be the third candidate there. But, you know, it really stands out to me that in the, in the preseason, uh, we've asked – Rui, uh, where are you more comfortable? And he said at the four. Um, now, Wes Unseld today actually said that he thinks that uh, Rui's improved his perimeter game a little bit, but he was talking about it in, in terms of his offensive game. You know, he's a little bit more comfortable handling the ball, attacking the rim from the three-point line. We know his three-point shot's gotten better. I, I just think they'd have some trouble defending uh, quicker threes if Rui was at the three in the starting lineup. Um, if you're just putting the five best players on the floor, maybe you would do that. But I think he would he would settle in really nicely and as the backup four. 
and he doesn't have to share the offensive limelight, uh, you know, with Bradley Beal and Kuzma and Porzingis. Rui is a, is a score, right? So I, I, I think I'd rather have him in the second unit and just let him cook against second unit fours. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know there's pros and cons with with each guy. You know, Will Barton is he he can be an electric microwave scorer too, and I think he would be best suited to be in another microwave scorer off the bench, uh, like you said with Rui. Um, Denny, I think he's one of our better, if not our best perimeter defender. But sometimes, you know, he struggles to finish around the rim, and you know, his three point percentage he needs to improve on that. So there's pros and cons that would you know would he disrupt the spacing for Brad and Porzingis? But on the other hand, he would be our best defender on the on the perimeter. Um, and then Rui, you know, we want to see him improve defensively and rebound the ball, but he's he's he can light it up too. So it's like there's no really perfect guy there at the three spot. So it will be interesting, but it's kind of like more about who finishes the game. Like maybe some nice DeLon Wright will finish at point guard. And sometimes Rui is hot. He'll finish the game. Denny throwing up the X and he'll finish the game if he's guarding and locking out guys like Brandon Ingram and, and Jimmy Butler. So, you know, Wes, Wes has a tough decision. So I'm I'm definitely intrigued to see how it works out. Yeah, and I, I think the second unit, um, you know, whether it is Barton or or Denny, um, has a chance to be pretty good. I think we're kind of uh, un, overlooking uh, the domino effect here. It's like whoever starts at the three, that means the other guy is going to be in the second unit. And I, I'm interested to see how that's going to come together because we've talked so much about the starters. But, you know, if everyone's healthy, you might have DeLon Wright, Corey Kispert. Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, Daniel Gafford. That's a lot of recent first-round picks. you got defense, you've got size, you've got shooting. Um, I think that unit could be a, a real strength for the Wizards. Yeah, you definitely got a lot of uh, versatility there, and then you can stagger minutes too because I know Kuz says he loves playing with Denny and, and Rui. Um, so you can have three wings that are just 6'9", 6'10", that have long arms. So there's a lot of different weird lines that they can put out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, they got to find some balance in, in these lineups, too. Um, shooting and defense are going to be question marks for this team. Um, but I think you can you can probably get around some of those weaknesses if you properly balance your lineups. And, you know, maybe if, um, you know, if Will Barton's in the second unit, you have uh, a little bit more shooting. But, um, you know, if you put uh Denny Avdia on the bench, then maybe you don't have enough defense in the starting lineup. So I think those are the things that um, West Unsell Jr. is going to have to figure out. And obviously early on, Corey Kispert uh, isn't going to be available. So um, I'm wondering who's going to be the backup too. Are they just going to like shorten their rotation and maybe Dan uh, DeLon Wright will kind of just be the third guard and they'll roll with three guards or will Johnny Davis get an opportunity? Yeah, I, I could see that too. I think honestly, the the smaller rotation may be the better because last yeah last year we saw where it was like a thirteen man rotation at times, and it was just kind of too many mouths to feed, too many guys you know looking for shots and looking for offensive plays. So I think kind of the the shorter rotation may be the better. What's best for this team? Yeah, and obviously at at some point you know they'll they will shorten their rotation regardless uh, if they get to the postseason which is where they hope to go. So um, maybe they'll do that to start out the the season. We kind of saw a bit of a short rotation in the last game, but it's been so hard to figure out, like, what is West Sunsell Jr. going to do because of all the injuries and players resting and guys getting sick? Like, it's pretty amazing. We, we knew there was only going to be four preseason games, but, like, just look at Beal, Kuzma, and Porzingis. We only saw them play together in the first game. Like, we waited all summer to see that. We only got to see them play very briefly together. I thought it looked good. But um, we need to see more of this to really know what we're dealing with. Definitely. How about you, Brandon? Oh, 
<laughs> um, a lot of questions, a lot of questions. You know, I think it's too early because, like I said, there's a you know, if you look at contracts, there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions. If you look at the rotation, I think the good thing about this team that I like is the fact that you have so many guys who can play different positions. There's a, there's a lot of depth. You know, we were talking about even, you know, what we saw from the go-go guys. You know, there's a lot of depth with this team. You know, if years past, we we didn't have this depth. It was just we had what we had. Now we, you know, look at Monte. Monte played a two, he played one. You know, DeLon could play the one and the two. You know, Rui the three and the four. You know, you have a lot of guys who can, you know, West can kind of, now he can game plan. You know, last season you saw that West he got coached a lot. And and it showed him being a rookie head coach. Now, you know, with a lot of these pieces, he can kind of game plan. Like we were talking about earlier, if we go against a lot of these taller guards, you know, you can put DeLon right in the starting point guard position. You know, and, you know, likewise, if you need scoring, you put Rui in the three or the four. You know, it's just just a lot of variables. So I'm very optimistic because this team has a lot of depth and a lot of guys who can play multiple positions. So, you know, overall, I'm very, very optimistic. But I'm going to slide into my question real quick. So. As you know, we put a lot of emphasis on Will Barton, you know, spiring contract, Kyle Kuzma, player option, and Rui being a restricted free agent. How, but we don't talk about KP a lot. You know, as you know, he's going, you know, next year will be a player option. So what have you heard as far as where he is, as far as them, as far as the future in D.C.? How high on a priority list is KP to the Wizards? And what factors do you see could prevent him from staying here long term? Well, I think it is wait and see. I don't mean that to be like kind of a cop out answer, but um, I think the Wizards, a lot of what they're doing is sort of experimental, right? You know, they don't know how he's going to play with Bradley Beal yet. They brought him in to play with Bradley Beal. Um, But um, who knows with Porzingis, he hasn't found a a long-term home yet. You know, he's kind of bounced around the league a little bit at this point. Um, So he does have a lot to gain this year though. And that is important to note. I think, a lot of us look at the salary cap and we see that he's got a player option for next season. And it's what about 36 million. And it, it doesn't seem right now, like he would opt out of that money just because, um, you know, he has had some issues staying healthy and, you know, he might not get a significant raise if we were to go out on the open market, but he's entering his age 27 season. He should be in his prime or close to it. And if he did stay healthy, if he had like a best case scenario type season, then, um, you know, maybe he could opt out and get a lot more money than that. So um, I think with the Wizards, you know, you look at the way their roster has been constructed under Tommy Shepard, and it's really been a year to year thing. So I think this is kind of the latest. All right, let's see how this works. And if it works, they'll keep it together. If it doesn't, then maybe they'll have to move some things around. Um, but I think in a best case scenario, he would stay healthy. He would play as well as he did down the stretch with the Wizards last season or ha- how he has really for the the better part of his career, but ideally probably shoot a better percentage than he did last year, at least from three. And then, um, you know, maybe they would be interested in keeping him long-term, but um, I think it's, it's um, not necessarily a trial year for him, but um, they definitely want to wait and see, I think, before they think about his long-term future. Yeah, I, I think, and this is my opinion, but I think that if he shows out, if he plays 60 more games and he really has that, bounce back breakout year that we want him to have i think he needs to be priority number one as far as keeping him with his organization you know bradley bill has already said he's never played with a center like christopher singers you know 
you know, Martian Gattai, in all his glory, he wasn't KP. He didn't have the capabilities to shoot behind the arc. You know, he's, you know, KP fits the mold of the modern day NBA center. And I think he needs to be priority. I think they're going to fit well together. I think they're going to be really, really good together. You know, if I had to choose between KP, Kyle Kuzma, and Rui, the state of the organization, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with KP because I think he has more of an impact overall playing with Bill than those other two. And there's nothing against Kuz and, and Rui. I think they're great players. I would love to see them stay. But, you know, I said this before. I, I think the issue is, you know, from the top down in the organization is what, what really is the long-term outlook for this franchise? You know, are we, you know, we want to be a playoff team, but how serious are we about contending for a championship? And if we're not real serious about continuing for a championship, you know, what priority is it as far as, you know, bringing these young guys along? Because usually when it comes to young guys, you know, these bottom tier teams, they have nothing but time to kind of get these guys going because, they, like I said, they have nothing but time. But we have a nice mixture of young guys and vets. And I, But I don't really see too much of an identity. Because I think this is a pivotal season. This is a very pivotal season. I, a lot of us are optimistic about them being a playoff team, but it can get nasty pretty quick. If we start slow, if it's not the season that we think is going to be, there's a lot of moves that have to be made. Because, look, like we said earlier, you have four guys who are on contract years. You know, Kuz, if he has a good year, he's going to want more money. Rui's going to want more money. KP, just like you said, he could opt out and still demand more money. So you really have to prioritize who really – is the building box. And I see KP being a building block. You know, Kuz, I'm very hesitant paying Kuz crazy amount of money because would Kyle Kuzma really be that third head of a big three? Like, you know, now it's a it's a solid three, but is Kuz really that building block? So I think we had to prioritize KP, and that's my opinion. Well, it depends on how much he plays, right? You know, if, if he plays 70-plus uh, games, uh, then you're probably going to want to keep him. But if he has another season where he only plays like 45, 50 games, um, then you probably got to factor that in. And, and you know, he would probably then absolutely opt into his deal. So um, his health, uh, there's a lot of domino effects that come from that. So um, he thinks that he can prove people wrong and kind of rewrite that narrative. But uh, until he does, uh, it's hard to really look too far down the road when it comes to him. Yeah, and I agree. And that just, that's, you know, you put that in line with the long list of questions for this team. There's a lot of what ifs. You know, these guys haven't played together on a regular season game yet. So there's a lot of factors going into it. But I, I think he's going to have a good year. I've, I've seen enough from him with FIBA in the preseason. The beard. I mean, I'm telling you, the power in the beard. There's something <laughs> about that beard. You know, you know I, I'm very optimistic about KP. I think he's going to show up this season. But like I said, there's so many guys you can't keep everybody. And I think that he needs I think that Ted Leonsis needs to go into the penalty. I think they need to spend some money because it's going to take money to win a championship, especially when Bradley Bills with the Supermax. He's going to have Tommy's going to have to be crafty about building this team around Brad. And you're going to have to see and you know, you're going to see one or two young guys maybe get moved to the deadline because there has to be moves made. You know, right now it's wait and see and I get that. But eventually, as they say, you have to poop or get off the pot. You know, eventually you're going to have to make a move. And a couple of these young guys have to get moved. And I think as far as a fan, as far as, you know, I want to see a little bit of an identity. You know, there hasn't been an identity with this team ever since John Wall left town. It's just, you know, they're trying to piece together a decent playoff playing team to fit around Bill. But if they're really serious about 
you know, Bill said he sees a championship. He wants a championship. So if we're serious about that, you know, we really have to get on that because where we're at right now, I think is a playoff team, you know, at, at its worst is a play-in, but this is not a contender. And I, I, I kind of want to see these preemptive steps to kind of build towards really building a, a contending team around Bradley Bill. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think uh, they, they got to take us, uh, you know, one step at a time, though, I would say. You know, you missed the play-in last year. Um, I think a success this year would be making the playoffs. So then maybe you can go into the off season and build off of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the, the Beal contract and where he is in his career, um, I do think there is, there's gotta be some natural urgency there because he's entering his age 29 season. If you sign a player at that age to the money that they've signed him, um, it shows, I think you're serious about winning now, but it also may, um, lead to other serious moves about winning now. So, um, you know, it basically comes down to, you know, you don't want to be paying a guy 50 plus million into his thirties and just be making the play in tournament. So I think that's, that's obviously their goal is to, to build a much more competitive team than they've had. Um, and they're hoping they can take a step forward, uh, this season. And, um, you know, I think Porzingis, if he stays healthy, they can do that. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, like we just said, a lot has to do with health, chemistry, how fast they start. So before we wrap it up, as you know, this is the 25th anniversary of the rebrand from the Washington Bullets to the Washington Wizards. Now, not counting Bullets players, just Wizards players. And you can do Chris Webber. If you had to choose a starting five of Wizards players, who would they be? Just Wizards players. Um, I think I'd go with Gilbert Arenas at point guard. Um, I know it's between him and John Wall, but Gilbert was two-time All-NBA, I believe, and I believe he was second-team All-NBA. And at his peak, he was just such an un unstoppable scorer, 29 points a game. So I'd go with him as the point guard. Um, Bradley Beal is the shooting guard, um, although I guess I could go Wall Arenas in the backcourt, but I don't know how well that would work. So <laughs> I think I'll go... Actually, you know what? Let me back up a little bit. I think I would go wall point guard because he was all defense at his peak and Gilbert at the two. So my backcourt is wall and Gilbert because Gilbert was the best scorer, but wall was the best defender at his peak at the guard position. Although Larry Hughes was good uh, at the three. It's between Karan Butler and Michael Jordan. And <laughs> Karan Butler was great here. Um, but I, I, it's Michael Jordan, so I think I gotta, I gotta give him. I, I break the tie with Michael Jordan because it's Michael Jordan, and um, if, if it's the end of the game and I, I want someone to take a last shot, I mean, I guess I could go with Gilbert, but I'd probably, I'd probably give the ball to MJ. Um, the four and the five, uh, hmm, probably Antoine Jameson at the four, and at the five, I would go with Chris Webber if, if if I could put him at the center, I know he was kind of a four slash five. So to recap, cause that was probably confusing wall, Gilbert, MJ, Jameson and Weber. Wow. You took mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be mine. What do you got? E? 
I, I got the same. I'm going with Gil too over John. I love John, but Gil just some of those clutch the 60 point game. I mean, he put up with 60 on Kobe, and Kobe got mad and, and said it was luck or something like that. So yeah. I mean, Gil Gil has some crazy games when you can hit a three and turn around, and you know it's going. I was at that game by the way as yeah. a fan. <laughs> yeah, that Jazz game. Yeah, um, Bucks Bucks he, game. He beat the Jazz, but the uh-huh. one turned around was against the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, Gilbert did some crazy. John did some crazy stuff too, but Gilbert definitely did. And then um, at the two, I think we agree on um, Bradley Bill. At the three, I I probably go with Karan. I know I know MJ the legend, but I probably go with Karan Butler. Um, and then like like everybody saying Chris Weber, and then at the four, Anton the All Star. So, but last before we let you, we got to get a record prediction, of course. Um, how you how are you feeling about the team? Where do you see them finishing this year? I know the Eastern Conference got better. Um, and then I'll probably hit you with two over unders. Um, let's go with uh Johnny Davis over under five games in the G League. Um, Denny Avdia 35% from three. And who plays more minutes this year, Rui or Denny, to finish up? All right, well, first of all, uh, record prediction I'll say 43 wins. Okay, yeah. Um, I think they'll be better than they were last year. It's going to be a tough East. I don't know where 43 wins gets you. I mean, that might be in the playing tournament, mm-hmm. but uh, let's say the eight seed 43 wins. Um, Johnny Davis, I'll take the under on the G league. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. send him there. I think injuries will open the door for him to at a minimum be on the roster. And at some point probably play a little bit. Um, Denny Avdia, I'll take the under on the three point percentage. I think it's going to be uh, higher than it was last year, which was like 31%. Um, but I don't know if he's going to make that big of a leap shooting threes. Um, 35% last year was about league average from three. So I'd, I'd probably put him at like 34%, which would be a pretty decent step forward. Um, and I think I'd probably go with Rui playing more minutes. Do, would that be total minutes or minutes per game? Minutes per game. Um, I think I'll still go with Rui because Rui's looked so good. Like, uh, and he's gotten such high praise from West Sunsell Jr. And like, I, I think he's going to be playing quite a bit. But also, if it was total minutes, I'd go with Rui just because right now, Denny's got the injury. It's a groin injury, and he's supposed to be fine, and he's going to play in the season opener. But those tend to be tricky. I wouldn't be surprised if that cropped up uh, again at some point. So, um, but either way, whether it's total minutes or minutes per game, I'll go with Rui. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, Chase. Um, is there anything that you wanted to plug that you got coming up? Um, hit, uh, follow my Instagram, Chase DC Sports. I just kind of flipped it to a professional page and I'm posting a lot of Wizards videos, videos from practice and all that. So make sure you follow me over there. Definitely. I uh, appreciate you for coming on. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. The NBA season is here and our local NBA experts and insiders have you covered on and off the court all season long. All the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you, guys. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.